Hey, today we actually have a couple of what were going to be weird bits, and we've mashed them into a full episode. First, we bring you Kentucky Meat Share, and then the weird story of a person who may have been president for one day. Hint, there is a connection. It has something to do with Dracula, and we also explicitly mention it in the very first episode here. So that's a hint, all right? Enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Dean. Today, you got three of us. Whoa. Say hi to your mother. Hi. Carrie. Aaron. And Dean. Woo. And we're going to do a little weird bit. Just a little weird bit? Well, it wouldn't be a weird bit if it was a big weird bit. That's true. That's true. That's true. So I'm going to ask you a question. Can I ask you a question? Sure. I'm going to ask both of you a question. You ready? What is the weirdest thing to ever fall from the sky? Probably a toilet. Ooh, that's a good one. Carrie? Is that true or was that just on Dead no. Like Me? That's happened. <laughs> what do you think the weirdest thing to fall from the sky is? To fall from the sky? Yes. Uh, frogs. That's a good That's a classic. A classic Goo. 14. Goo. Okay. Blood. Ooh. Ooh, all good ones. Acid. Yeah, that's acid rain. That's not that uncommon. Still not fun. No, it's not fun. Where would something weird from falling from the sky most likely happen if within the United States? The South. Yeah, somewhere tropical. Southeast. I need you to give me a state. Florida. Louisiana. Those are both good guesses. All good guesses. Turns out the answers are meat and Kentucky. Woo, yummy. (laughs) To those two questions. Specifically, Olympian Springs in Bath County, Kentucky, formerly called Mud Lick Springs. Ooh. Oh, no. Before some PR genius got a hold of it. Olympian Springs is where the famous Kentucky meat shower took place. <laughs> it was a cloudy with a chance of meatball. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. much worse. <laughs> so, I mean, that was delightful, but this was not so much. It was on March on March 9th, 1876, in none other than the New York Times. Whoa. It was written, quote, On last Friday, a shower of meat fell near the house of Alan Crouch, who lives some two or three miles from the Olympian Springs in the southern portion of the, of the county, covering a strip of ground about 100 yards in length and 50 wide. Hmm. So... A lot so of meat. A bunch of meat just fell on this one big spot. Yes. Okay. Mrs. Crouch, wife of Alan Crouch, and because she's a woman, she needs no name on mm-hmm. her own. <laughs> she probably the, didn't even have one. Yeah. They, they literally, nothing. This was reported <laughs> all over the country and newspapers all over the country. She was always reported as Mrs. Crouch. Yep. Nice. Nothing else. So she actually first reported the phenomenon and first saw it. She claimed to be out in the yard of their rural home there making soap. Because it was 1876, and this is DIY another reason. Queen. It, this is another reason that no one really should want to go back in time for more than maybe an hour at most. Because well, you, you it know. smells. Hey, you got to make your own soap. Make your own soap. Lots of people are making their own soap these days, and they're selling it for big bucks. Why did I know she's going to Etsy me with that <laughs> yeah. freaking? God damn it! Would you want to make your own soap every day? Well, Aaron wants yourself. to. Aaron's going to have goats just so she can make goats. Yeah, I'm going to make goat soap. soap, and we're going to sell it to people as magical lesbian goats so and for ten dollars a bar. Yeah, and we both know the odds of that actually happening are <laughs> zero. Uh, so, Jokes on you when I got lots of Nubian dwarf goats. <laughs> you know, I think the joke will be on you, actually, <laughs> turns out. So she was out in the yard making soap, 
And she, it was a bright sunny day, by the way. Well, that's weird. Uh, yeah. She was, quote, not more than 40 steps from her house. I don't know why, 40 steps. When she looked up into this clear sky, she noticed that something was falling to the ground. It was in a kind of a, like an open space near her home, right? It's a rural area, let's say, right? So it's this meadow uh, just outside her house where she's making soap and, and looking up in the sky. And at first she thought it, it seemed like snowflakes maybe. Like they're, I guess they're wafting down apparently. They're not just plummeting, you know, bullet-like to the yes. ground. But again, it's a bright sunny day so in the spring. So no, it's not snow. And she moseyed on over there and picked one of these snow, ostensible snowflakes up and she found out that it was, to her eye, meat. Ooh. So Alan. Wait, was it cooked meat or raw meat? <laughs> it's raw meat. Okay. Alan, it, it was it, lightly Alan. grilled with a little bit of garnish. <laughs> mm, mm. Is that is that paprika? I'm not sure. What is but in it, this marinade? Mm, this is, like, is that a dry rub? I'm not sure. So Alan and the missus stood out in the meat shower for several minutes, amazed and probably, I'm guessing, increasingly hungry. Don't you think? Likely. Yeah. Time out for the dog. Okay. Get off of here, Kobe. Kobe Yashimu. <laughs> Oh, that's weird. Okay, now he's got his claws out. And, okay. All right. All right. Did they... <laughs> okay, now go. Did they run around and try to catch what they thought were chunks of beef in their open mouths? Like Bro, I, was, I hope I, not. I, I put my apron out. You just catch. Because you know she had an apron on. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, she was making soap. She was making soap. I she know. had a soap apron. They had like mm-hmm. several types of apron at the time. Her soap apron. Yeah. Her soap apron. So, soap apron. Uh, I like to think they did run around and catch some meat uh, in their mouths. <laughs> like all those Mario Party minigames. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I was killing. This is where they got the idea. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would catch so much meat. I would I would be there when the meteor comes down and smashes me. I'd lose all my meat. Mm-hmm. Almost certainly that would happen. Soon, neighbors, a bunch of neighbors, the whole, like the whole little town there, gathered around, and I'm assuming they had meatball fights, they made meat angels, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. because it meat was... Meat mm-hmm, It's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> put, a, put a pipe in his mouth, a coal, and... Blah. Yeah. Light him on fire. Yeah, well, that, that got weird. Eat like, him. We'll cook it up. Yeah. Happen? Oh, I, okay. Yeah, I suppose. Because uh, the Frosty just got a little freaked out by you yeah. saying that. Okay. You love something. They're looking at me like they're hungry. For the New York Times article, quote, one piece fell near her, Mrs., uh, what's her name, Crouch, which was three or four inches square. Mr. Harrison Gill, whose veracity is unquestionable, (laughs) and from whom we obtained the above facts, hearing the occurrence, visited the locality the next day and says he saw particles of meat sticking to fences and scattered over the ground. The meat, when it first fell, appeared to be perfectly fresh. So this is real, sister. Was it just meat, or was there skin and feathers and pieces of meat, hmm. fur? Uh, we'll get to that in a minute, but no one reported <laughs> it. Because I have a theory. Do you? Okay. Okay. Oh no, I don't. Okay. Scratch that. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> Welcome All to right. Carrie's theories. You won't hear them mm-hmm. because she thinks about them and unthinks about them in her own mind very quickly. Well. Mm-hmm. When we get to theories, because okay. for sure you're going to ask us what our I theories are. I probably will. I'll tell you what I was originally right. thinking, right. and then you'll laugh at how dumb it is. Yeah, wow. I think you can count on it. <laughs> so, uh, the most of the pieces were very, very small, but it, again, a few were two by two or three or four inches long. 
But after all was said and done, there was enough meat on the ground to, quote, fill a horse wagon full. Holy Damn. crap. So there's a fair amount of meat. Yeah. It's Could a horse wagon full. That's what they said. There's anyway. a couple animals worth of meat. Yeah. Or maybe one big animal. We don't it know. Like, it does seem like a lot, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. The meat was described as, quote, flesh colored. So clearly that means kind of that weird peachy white because, mm. you know. Like meat. Thank you, Crayola. Whoa. For making us think of flesh colored as white. Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that means it was some kind of a, you know. A Caucasian skin tone. Yeah, peachy. Color. Yeah. Fleshy. What does it do? Fishy. I don't know. Because gross. Can you I imagine watching flesh on... fall from yeah. the sky? <laughs> I can, actually, now after hearing this podcast. Yummy. Yeah. If it was meat, though, what kind of meat was it is the logical question, don't you think? Yeah. Well, how are you going to answer that question? What if it was like lamb? That'd be delicious. Uh, guess what? How, there's really only one way to answer that question, right? Eat it. Taste test. Taste test. So, yeah, they did. Quote. Yummy. From the article. Two gentlemen who tasted the meat expressed the opinion that it was either mutton or venison. Hmm. Is uh, sheep or deer. Yeah. Huh. A local butcher, who you think would know would his way around some meat. Yeah. yeah. He was a little more ambiguous. He said, quote, he tasted some and said it tasted neither like flesh, fish, or fowl. So I'm not sure what that leaves. I guess like a, a vegan hamburger patty, maybe? Yeah. Something like that. Maybe black know. bean. Black bean, hamburger, mm. maybe or the kind they make with Synthetic. nuts. Or like soy, maybe. Soy. I'm not sure. Chickpea. Chickpea, could huh. be hummus. So I trust the butcher, so I'm Yeah. I'm, I trust the I the think two. it's not meat. Maybe just because it fell from the sky. They yes. can't really pinpoint it yeah. in their mind. They're like, hmm, Although it kind of tastes like chicken, but it fell from the skies. I don't know. I don't see any feathers. No feathers were reported, Carrie, in case you didn't know. Mm. Uh, the, the two men who tasted it, they were said to be hunters. So mm. Case closed. Huh. So science. Let's talk science. Uh, the people of Olympian Springs, Kentucky, did not leave it to the expert opinion of the local carnivores. No, 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 no. These good people... Wanted to wanted science to weigh in on their meat. <laughs> science. <laughs> Who <to> does it? <laughs> sure, sure. So they packed up some of the samples and they sent them up to those pointy pointy headed intellectuals in the north and Woo. said, "What do we got here?" Basically, I guess they sent it all. This is delicious. Sure is good. I don't know if it's mutton, venison, or none of the above, but. One of the samples found its way to a guy named Leopold Brandeis. Clearly an intellectual because, I mean, Brandeis Le- University. Leopold Brandeis. Leopold. Leopold and Brandeis. I mean, come on. You can't be named that and be a dumbass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I trust anyone named Leopold. It's like everybody who names their, their, their son Steel. If, you know, if he's like a flabby person, you've really put a you lot really of pressure on him. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, that's, that's not cool. That's yeah. not cool. So same with Leopold. You, he better be smart. Yeah. Or there's problems. Or, you know, like a good musician. I can see that, yes. Okay. So if you know your kid is dumb, make them good at guitar. That's why I believe we shouldn't name kids who are at least four or five years old and have an idea mm-hmm. what they're going to be like. Then like, you oh, this one's, a, this one's a fucking Timmy. This is definitely not, this is definitely <laughs> not Leopold. It's <laughs> yeah. that bastard Timmy. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you have a very good friend named Timmy. <laughs> what are you trying to say? He goes by Timberly. <laughs> so... He, Leopold Brandeis was a New York scientist who wrote about the Kentucky meat in a, a publication called the American Journal of Mic- Microscopy. Microscopes. All right, <laughs> sure. He studied the meat samples with his fancy microscope and he came to this startling conclusion. The meat was not 
in fact, meat. meat. He said it was something far more vegan friendly. It was Nostock. N-O-S-T-O-C. Nostock. What's that? Like everyone, you're saying, what the hell is Nostock? Yeah. Same here. It is a cyanobacteria. Uh-huh. Ooh, and they ate it. So you know, maybe it's not so vegan friendly. Would that yeah. be? Would bacteria be vegan friendly? Now that I think about it, no. Maybe I don't know. It's Vegans, well, write us, tell us. Can you eat bacteria? Because we don't I mean, know. I mean, they have to. I legit don't know. They, yeah, I don't know. So maybe. anyway, every he, time they don't wash their fucking fruit, <laughs> they eat <a> shit <laughs> Uh is it forms these huge colonies in water, like lakes or ponds or whatever. And it's a, a bacteria, right? And it gets sometimes it can get sucked into the sky by the wind, or I don't know how somehow. Sure. And then it gets dispersed Lucky via a storm. From like, Mario right? Party. That's like how the Lucky frogs. Lucky from Mario Party. Yes. He, was, he sucks you out when you fall off the side of Mario Kart. Are all your references gonna be Mario? This, <laughs> yes. This, okay. You started it. Yeah. I didn't. She yes, did. you did. No, she didn't. The bound that where you eat the meat. Yeah. 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 She oh, I thought that Mario was you. Reference. No. Okay. I just said I'd be hit by the meteor. Yeah. These uh, Gnostic showers, as they're called, are they're an understood phenomenon. They happen. The result is sometimes called witch's butter or star jelly. <laughs> That's amazing. The, the, both sound delicious, Great by the way. soap names, by the way. No, yeah. No, witch's butter named. and what was the other one? Star jelly. Star, oh, star jelly. Star That's a good those jelly are too. condiment names. We yeah, have bagel. delicious. I don't know. I'm thinking about either witch's butter or star jelly. What do you think? Do you have both? Of course, yeah. we have both. Here star, star jelly sounds like the type of condiments like Justice would sell. <laughs> I can see like little girls. Yeah. Like, I want glitter mustard. Okay. <laughs> witch's butter. Ugh. That's, that's, <laughs> that actually sounds nasty the more I think of it. So I'm going to make, make some butter and we're going to make okay. it witch's butter. Okay, please. Ooh, diet green. Witch's butter. Witch's butter. Or orange. Or so, black. Ew. Ooh, black orange and green. Boom. Looks even more delicious. All yeah. three. No, next Halloween, get ready for I it. It's like the anyone. Neapolitan of butter. Witchesbutter.com. I'm going to sell it. Woo. Uh, you just blow it. You better, better, you better get that before we <laughs> upload this, Carrie. So Nostock does not normally look like meat. It looks actually more like grapes. The, the kinds I saw look like grapes or even sometimes a little bit like sea grapes. Mm-hmm. And with this gelatinous in the middle of them. Uh, yeah, it, they call it jelly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But in other forms, apparently there are some forms though. It can look just like sort of a gelatinous material, and it can congeal into you know fairly large pieces. Mostly, it's very tiny. It's also mostly dry, but apparently after rain, it could enlarge and oh. kind of congeal in, into these shapes that could be mistaken for these meat-like shapes. The problem is, of course, there had been no rain, so that's weird. It is edible though. Nostock is actually eaten in places like China, where everything is potential food mm-hmm. to them, apparently. Uh, huh. and some okay. of it's poisonous, though, There's, but well, some is edible. So be careful. It's like mushrooms. There's no, I don't like know, a handy little... Depending where you are? I, probably where it comes from. Probably like yeah. what lake or body of water oh, it came from. Yeah. Uh, depending on no, the kind. There's, there's lots oh. of strains of Nostock. It just depends on the kind of... It species. is. So some might kill you. Some might be a delicious treat. Tastes delicious. Treat. Mm, tastes like star jelly. Let's go with star oh, jelly. Put it butter. on my toast. Mm-mm. The kind that of Nostuck that Dr. Brandeis thought it was, he said it tasted like frog or spring chicken legs. Uh. And how those things are in the same sense, I don't know. Although I've heard frog legs, which I've never had and never will, taste a little bit like chicken, right? Have you heard that? Yeah, chicken legs? I've heard that. Spring chicken it, legs, Gary. It looks Gary. like light meat. Whenever I see frog. Yeah. I know my dad ate both of those. Spring things. chicken legs and frog. Well, I don't know if what? they were spring chicken legs, but he talked about eating chicken legs. And 
he, frog legs. Frog legs. Yeah. yeah. What are spring chicken? I don't know. I don't know. A no young idea. chicken? I uh, mean, maybe. that's what Let's you're no spring that. chicken. Or chicken yeah, that's what I would think. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, what did you yeah. say to like me, Carrie? a young chicken. What did you say to me? You're no, I young, said, you're no spring chicken. I reminded yeah, you of me. the phrase, me, you're no spring. I'm no spring chicken. She reminded you of your mortality. Wow. That's mean. That's it. Here's a problem, though. As I mentioned before, it didn't rain that day. Didn't, I, 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 as far as I can tell, it didn't rain before. The sky was clear when uh, Mrs. Kraut saw that meat, our Nostock, come down. Wait, so, but can I ask you a question? Sure. Did Brandeis actually have a... He had a sample. Yes, he did. So he confirmed that that's what it is. He that's knew he for a fact. Yeah. He, he said for a fact it's Nostock. Okay. Yes. But you're questioning that. Uh, well, certainly Mrs. Crouch would. Oh. What if? Well, because she wanted to say meat rained on her. <laughs> Who'd brag? Soap making I mean, operation. Who I want to say Spring meat chicken rained rain on, on me. <laughs> she invented bukkake. What if it fell Ooh. on grass <laughs> that had dew on it? Oh, good one. Good one. Now, I think it was, I don't chicken know. Make, do you make soap that early in the morning? Ah, soap, it seems like an afternoon you, to bed. You need soap for all day. So. I suppose. I suppose. <laughs> anyway, she Wait, said. Wait, what time of year was it? March 9th. So spring. Early, well. Not quite spring. So anyway, what gives? Is it really Nostock if it wasn't raining? There was no water there to make it Nostock. I don't know. Fortunately, there is an alternative theory, Carrie. What is it, Dean? Some of those samples also found their way to a Dr. L.D. Kastenbein. Woo! That's a name. Also a pretty smart person's name. He analyzed the substance and he wrote it up for the Louisville Medical News. Because that's also a thing. He said, quote, the connective and Fatty tissues were also clearly shown. As the specimen was not placed in alcohol, the odor was retained, which a number of meat experts pronounced without hesitation, mutton. Huh. To back it up, he said, quote, since my examination, I have learned that others have arrived at the same conclusion <laughs> that the samples were mutton. So he's like, it's not me, man. It's not just me. He continued, some even asserting that the wool of the animal was distinctly seen. So these other people are saying it was sheep, and we even see a little bit of wool on it. Huh. Interesting. Another expert, though, Dr. A. Mead Edwards. If his name was just Edwards, not so smart, but Mead. A. That, a. Yeah, Mead. That makes you smart. That and the smart. first initial. Mm -hmm. He belonged to the Newark Scientific Association, which also was a thing. And he agreed that it was meat. But he differed on the kind. He's thought, he thought it was the lung tissue of a human infant or oh, horse. Oh, good God. I, I guess babies and horses have similar lungs, how but did how he, did he know? How did he go straight I, to like I accusing those people of cannibalism? He went straight to, y'all ate baby lung. <laughs> but I don't also, know if you guys know, but... And there was enough baby lung to fill a horse cart? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ, that's a lot of babies. That's a lot of babies. Yeah. That, this, is, this just took a darker, darker uh -huh. far darker turn. Because um, right. of this dude. But regardless, he's saying it was meat. So we're back to the mm -hmm. Kentucky meat okay. shower, not the Kentucky Nostock shower. All right? Yes. How, you might ask, did the meat get into the sky to fall to the ground? Yeah, that Easy. is. Easy. They had, a, they had a, a, a theory here. Oh, let's hear it. Vultures. This actually makes some sense. Vultures are known to scores their last meal if frightened or, or sometimes when they're threatened or just to lighten their load. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did they eat baby lung tissue, yeah. but they ate vulture vomit baby lung tissue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good God. Wrote Ew. Dr. Kastenbein, quote, the only plausible theory explanatory of this anomalous shower, because that's how a person named Kastenbein writes, mm -hmm. he it says, appears to me to be that suggested by the old Ohio farmer. No idea who he's talking about. 
the disgorgement of some vultures that were sailing over the spot, and from their immense height, the particles were scattered by the then prevailing wind over the ground. So it was vulture meat, <clears throat> vulture barf. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Oh my God. So we might ask the question: Is it raining bullshit? Again. It's raining men. Well. No bullshit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We still have to ask the obvious question: Did it really even happen? Remember, this yeah. was a time and era where they yes. had those hoax stories, right? Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, just because it's in the New York Times yeah. doesn't mean anything. Uh, although New York Times is known not to have ever printed hoax stories, but still. Uh, except for the meat shower. <laughs> well, you could also ask, was it maybe not a hoax story, but a hoax perpetrated on the New York Times and these other publications and all those fancy pants up in New York well, and elsewhere. joke's on them then. The only source of this is this Harrison Gill who the New York Times correspondent said he, his veracity cannot be questioned, uh, but maybe he can. He told the story to that correspondent to the Times. He's the, literally the only source. But oh, he, he, he does name great. the Crouches, but he, does it, like, he didn't name those two taste hunters who tasted the meat. They're just unnamed. Okay, so did the New York Times send somebody to Kentucky to well, this, talk to Mrs. Crouch? This, this correspondent. I don't know if he talked to Mrs. Crouch or not, but he, but he, you know, he got. Remember, he said the above stated facts were told to us by Harrison Gill, whose veracity cannot be questioned. Mm, I don't so know he sounds like well, a particularly credulous New York Times reporter. It's my belief that they have to have more than one source. 1876 is my response to that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't really care. <laughs> not so much. So. It's possible. Did Gill send up, Harrison Gill, send up some samples of God knows what to these New Yorkers and then laugh his ass off when they declared it first Nostock, then Mutton, and then Baby Lungs, right? <laughs> yeah. could, could legitimate experts be that far off? It really was the same. Mm -hmm. So he maybe yeah. he sent a various yeah. crap to these people. And so some said, I, that, that. one was not quite meaty enough, so they said Nostock, and maybe it was Nostock. Another, another thing was God knows what. You know, a piece of horse. Yeah. Uh, from the lung, for instance, and yeah. some, and and you know, baby. Yeah, he's knew a butcher and was like, "Hey, can I have this?" <laughs> Probably, he quoted a butcher. Butcher. Yeah. So even then, they thought it might be a hoax. You can kind of be implied by another article in, in the New York Times from a later, from just still contemporaneous, but a little bit later. They cited a scientist, and I'll quote. According to the present theory of astronomers, an enormous belt of meteoric stones constantly revolves around the sun, and when the Earth comes in contact with this belt, she is soundly pelted. That's the, the asteroid belt they're talking about. This is a yeah. real thing. That's when this was first posited. Similarly, we may suppose that there revolves about the sun a belt of venison, mutton, and other meats <laughs> divided into small fragments which are preci precipitated upon the Earth whenever the latter crosses their path. So obviously they thought it was complete bullshit. <laughs> so not everybody yeah. was believing it. Here's the sad part, though. If Transylvania University, yes, the same place that gave us David Rice Atchison, and you either know about that or don't know about it, depending if we've uploaded that, that weird bird or not, he, they have a sample of that right now in their possession of this meat. They found it a, a while back. You can see it on the internet. You can see the sample. Oh. It's... Uh, that esteemed institution of higher learning has a sample. It looks, it's, it's in this very 19th century looking glass vial with a cork stopper. And it even has like an old timey looking label on it. It's like all, <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's all scratched and peeled and it looks old. Like it's, it's really, you know, from a long time ago. Yeah. And it says Olympia across the top. And then below it, it says, it looks to me, it looks, it says Shawl and Company just below that. And, and there's some more writing below that. So some kind of label. And, uh, it's part of their collection of old curiosities. It looks to me like a chunky 
like a, a like a chunky fatty pork piece. There's a couple of pieces in there, and the one mm. in the front you can see easier. It does. You can see it's very fatty, and it's kind of a pinkish color to it, and it's kind of nasty brown liquid. So, yeah. it, like, oh. like, so it looks porkish to me, or maybe it is baby lung tissue, and I don't ever want to. I hope never to find out. So nobody's yeah. tried to test it now. Exactly. They just need to give it up. They need to yeah. test that yeah. and, and see what it is. I mean, we can, yeah, let's find out yeah. is that what kind of meat it is. It won't prove that there really was a Kentucky meat no. shower, but it'll just prove But then that. if it's some random meat, then you could say, like, yeah. or if it's random chunks of pork and chicken, then you could yes. say, oh, well, then um, he obviously was sending out random chunks of meat to people to fuck with them. Yeah. That's my... I would do that. My take is that Harrison Gale was messing with people and that he made up the story. He told this gullible New York Times correspondent about it and he said well here we're going back to new york go ahead and take this meat well i'll show you the meat i got some samples right here take it up there have them test it and, and it's like a tampon oh wait no i don't <laughs> think tampons existed yet no and why no, they go didn't. there no so that's the story of the kentucky meat shower if it did happen could have been nostoc Yummy. but it wasn't raining or it could have been a, a freaking massive troop of vultures yeah. to have that yeah. much meat. Let's take that a the wagon of full. vultures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my I, God, it looks so huge. Oh my God, look at you. Oh, Cindy, you're not that so bad. bad. Just but... throw up. So, it, it, but the wagon full of meat could have just been an exaggeration. But still, yeah. you have this field strewn with meat pieces by these vultures overhead who all at once decided they need to lighten their load and, and disgorge. Yeah, I don't believe I, it. I'm not buying it. The more likely one is that. Yeah. If, if bullshit is the third theory, because the uh, vultures do it all the time. They usually don't no do it up would, in the air, though. Oh. They typically do it... But no one would notice if just one hunk of meat fell to the ground. No, no. Or even a, even a vul- one vulture, how much meat did Because then you could say... Well, yeah, because someone huh? could say, oh, no vultures do that. It would have had been a lot of vultures. Thing, yeah. Yeah, a lot. Shit. A lot of vultures. And they're apparently... A squad of vultures. Yeah, a whole squad. We don't know. A, a pride of vultures, I believe. Ooh. A murder of vultures, as I think. So... Yeah. That's the Kentucky meat shower. May not have happened. Hope it did. Now I do want to make. Uh, I do want to make meat balls and throw them at people. Because <laughs> next time you throw some a meatball at someone, say, "Let me tell you a story." Well, <laughs> so that's it. That's our weird bit of the Kentucky meat shower. I hope you enjoyed that. Until, I wonder if that um, inspired Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. I, I'm going to say it did. Yeah. I'm say mm-hmm. absolutely yes. 100%. 100,000%. A million. <laughs> zillion percent. Yes. I'm 100 per sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. This is going to be a little shorty bit known as a weird bit. My name is Carrie. I'm Jack. Oh, shit. I'm Dean. And Dean's going to tell us something weird. I am. A so, bit of weird. A bit. No, don't do that. Wait, <laughs> Italian? A bit of weirdness, yeah. So today I am going to start us off with a complaint. Call it a bitch, call it a moan. But on a recent game of Trivia Crack oh Live, <laughs> no. I'm still pissed off about this. <laughs> Goodbye. The question was, what was the shortest period of time for a U.S. president to be in office, right? The answers were two years, one year. One month and one day. The right answer, according to tri- the dipshit who wrote this trivia crack live question, was one day. I thought it was one hour. No, it was one day. Oh, okay. What now? We all say because everyone knows that the shortest 
presidential term was William Henry Harrison for about 30 days. So indeed, one month, which was a, an answer given. Oh, wait, I'm just going to interject. No, we don't all fucking yeah. know that. Most people know that. I, I no, know. no, I disagree. Have no you idea. been well, in the American public school education system? Yes, I actually have. It turns it, out. It's not very good. We don't do well at teaching <laughs> also, our own history. But also, that's literally trivia. That's not something, it's, it's not it's notable. Well, it is also Whatever. on the app trivia crack, so that yeah. is why that's Let's there. say that, no, no, remember, it did not say that answer. It said yeah, the answer I know, was yeah. one day in his in asking a historian, or I was just asking any person who, know, who knows who knows the answer to that question, they say three days. The shortest pre- the shortest term for president was 30 days. William Henry Harrison, who on his inauguration day, spoke for like two hours in a driving rain and um, got a fever and basically was in his sickbed his entire 30 days and then died. Whoop, yeah. There it is. And that was the, and then John Tyler, by the way, his vice president took over and it was actually, they had not really thought about, is a vice president a real president now if a president dies? This is the first president who died in office. Yeah. Oh, really? And Or is it just sort of really? an acting president? And, yeah. what, you know, but John Tyler quickly started, you know, vetoing bills and said, I'm the president. And it kind of well, established yeah. his idea of the vice president being the actual legit real president. Yeah. It wasn't. No, it was not. It was a, it yeah. was a, it was a political. Well, if it's the first time, they need the time. precedent yeah. to be set. Well, so, okay. But, but who's the one dayer? Well, there's no such I'm not going to answer that question because that's not what this is about oh Oh, wait that's right that's exactly what this entire weird bit is about so that and by the way that was the only question I got wrong on that trivia crack live that denied me my like 17 bucks or whatever 17 so I had to look into this and find out okay well I'm I have an open mind let's find out was there really a one-day president here's the story okay in November of 1848 General Zachary Taylor was elected president. I was going to say that name well, earlier. I should have. So well, you know I shouldn't Zachary Taylor's have. president, but you don't know William Harrison will only now, last a month. I do know who about William Henry Harrison, but I totally. would argue that the average American doesn't. Uh, yeah. Sadly I'm, enough. I'm, I'm the average American. Didn't you don't. Know. Okay. Nope. The average <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Zachary Taylor would be the last member of the Whig Party to be elected yeah. president. He was a crotchety old 64-year-old. What president isn't? <laughs> Let's yeah, this, be real. This is at a time where the, you know, Except 64 was the new 84. Now in, a 64-year-old would be a whippersnapper. Yeah, exactly. Seriously. He was 64 and it's like, you're about to die. And indeed, he lasted two years, by the way. Uh, he was nicknamed Old Rough and Ready for his military feats, which consisted early on of killing a lot of Native Americans in Indian quote-unquote wars, which were numerous at the time. And then How later, honorable. though. Very honorable. He also was the kind of the hero of the Mexican-American War. He took the war against presidential orders, by the way. He took that war deep into Mexico, won every battle, and basically forced Mexico to surrender in that. So he came out of that, this kind of national hero. So the Whig Party said, please be our president. He said, whatever, I guess. And naturally, since that kind of military background qualifies you to be president, yeah. he won. Hmm. He won in 1848. Back then... Inauguration day was March 4th. That's weird. Oh, wow. The following year. Now it's January 20th. That was changed later on by constitutional amendment, but originally it was March 4th. It was like, people say it was like, do you have everybody time to get in their horse and buggy yeah. and go from, <laughs> you know, South Carolina all the way to Washington, D.C. That's weeks funny. away. Or I, I, I guess. It. I don't know if that's true or not. So Zachary Taylor, though, who 
as you know, was the slaughterer, slaughterer of countless Native Americans and Mexicans, he was having none of this March 4th date, because why? In March 4th, 1849, was a Sunday. Oh, he's like all about that Sabbath. He was a God-fearing Christian. Oh, he right. said, I will not do anything on a Sunday, including be oh. inaugurated as President of the United States. So, He said, let's do it to, we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it Monday. We'll do it the oh, day okay. after. I'll be there say, Monday, but I ain't going to be there Sunday. Like you can change it to any day, but no matter what, on some year, that's going to be a <laughs> Sunday, Zachary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, president <laughs> James, the 11th president preceding Taylor was James K. Polk. Polk. He, oh, yeah, he died. He died very soon after he left office, yes. He officially became ex-president Polk at noon March 4th, 1849. So by, by law, he was no longer president at that time when the new president was supposed to be inaugurated. Polk's vice president, George Dallas, he had also left office on March 2nd. This was a time, actually, I, VPs at the time a lot of the 19th century, they hung out in the Senate and they, you know, acted like a senator. They couldn't vote yeah. unless there was a tie, but they hung out in the Senate. They were in the Constitution. The Senate, the, the vice president is the Senate, is the president of the Senate, the chairman of the Senate. So they effectively oh. were the Senate pro tem, president pro tem, every time they were there. Oh. They weren't always there, so the Senate would also have a senator who is called the Senate Senate president pro tem, who's essentially the, the head of the Senate at the time. Yeah. His name was David Rice Atchison, but to kind of to let the next Senate kind of not have the old VP there and, and elect the new Senate president pro tem without his presence, vice presidents would resign a day or two early That's at weird. this time before the next inauguration. Oh. And he did that. He resigned on March 2nd. He left office. This so, is Dean's government corner. Well, what that means is that there's also no vice president. James right. Polk is no longer president. Yeah. Joyce Dallas is no longer vice president. Who was Zachary Zachary Taylor's, Taylor's VP? I, that person, the, the vice president, was going to be Millard Fillmore. No, that's like, so, did he write Moby Dick? That... <laughs> it's a great name, you have to admit. I guess. You know what he's famous for, don't you? you mm -hmm. Have you heard that name? Yeah. Sounds slightly familiar, but it, yeah. He was Say one it. of the co-founders of the, no, later, just after this, of the Know Nothing Party, who essentially oh. 19th century Trumpers. Yeah. yeah. And they actually became a very major political force just a little while after this in the 1850s for quite some time. But at this time, Jesus. he was going to be Taylor's vice president. Oh. And he, though, because Taylor said, I'm not going to do it till tomorrow, the vice president is supposed to be inaugurated immediately prior to the president, like um, right away, a minute before. Yeah. So he could not be inaugurated also until Monday at around noonish. So you can see what's happening here. This is an uh oh kind yeah. of situation. Yeah, but it's also a silly uh oh. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah, a logistical error. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep the same president until the new one's inaugurated. You can't. You bitch. can't do that. Why? The Constitution. It's, it's in the Constitution. James Polk, Polk on March 4th was no longer president of the United States, period. And, and there was no VP? No VP. Well, and well, no new VP and no new president. So, in okay. that case, what about like the Speaker of the House? Does well, that line of succession? The third in line at this time was not the Speaker. It was the Senate yeah. President Pro Tem. Oh, oh. It was third in line. That, the Speaker wasn't changed so in the 1950s. So I see where that's going to, I think. You do. Uh, so <laughs> when Polk officially left office... On noon that Sunday, there was no VP from his, uh, his administration, no VP from the next administration, and no new president. And that left none other than Senate President Pro Tem David Rice Atchison, remember yeah. that name, because he's the President of the United States, 
as the acting president of the U.S. for 24 hours from uh-huh. from essentially noon March 4th to noon March 5th when Taylor finally took his own of, oath, oath of office. He was actually the 12th president of the United States. So according to this whole scenario, this line of reasoning, David Rice, Rice Atchison was indeed the 12th president of the United States. He was president for exactly one day. Did they like literally swear him in and everything? At the time, he didn't even know he was president. <laughs> what? He, he slept through most of his term. <laughs> oh my God. Because it, it had been a really hectic last few days of the Senate, and he was Senate. He was the head of the Senate, so uh-huh. he was he was looking up, you know, overseeing that kind of those efforts. It had been some late nights, so he rolls in early Sunday morning. I imagine, I don't know, whatever, two or three in the morning after a lot of late nights, and he gets his ass in bed where he sleeps most of that Sunday oh, that's when he hilarious. was president of the United States that's afternoon. Too he much. Claimed that he was woken up at three a.m. by a senator Mag Magnum, and saying, "Hey, dude." You're president. I just realized <laughs> there's no president. Taylor doesn't do it till till tomorrow. Blah blah blah. You're president, and he said, "Hey, since you are president, would you appoint me Secretary of State?" Oh <laughs> my god! He was of he course. was said to be joking. Yeah, but uh, but Atchison. But like joking, and then like the subtext being, "But I'd be yeah. down if you are." <laughs> like absolutely. Uh, you say you're president, I'll be Secretary of State. It has to go in the history books. Fuck out of here. So Atchison, Magnus. by the way. He never tired of telling the story, and he bragged about it, the, his 24-hour presidency for the rest of his life. Ew. He kind of joke-bragged, though, about it. Yeah. And he joke-bragged that he was, quote, the honestest administration this country ever had. Uh, <laughs> Which might be true. Okay, that's kind of funny. Actually, probably true. Probably. So he was a, asleep for most of it. <laughs> exactly. So he sounds like this great guy and all that. David Rice Hatchison had a sense of humor about it. I don't it. know about that. Turns out he was a huge asshole. Oh. He was a senator from Missouri, but he was a pro-slavery you know, yeah. Missourian. He actually owned slaves and had a plantation back in Missouri. He was a big part of the whole bleeding Kansas part of our history. That was where Kansas and Nebraska were supposed to come in as, as states at this time. And Nebraska was assumed to be a, a free state. And, and Kansas, they assumed, was going to be a slave state. Turns out, though, a lot of free soilers at the time started moving into Kansas, pissing off the whole the South. So a lot of nearby pro-slavers, mostly from Missouri, form these militias that yeah. went in there. Jesse James Ooh. was part of that. Jesse James is a war criminal. He was yeah. a, a monster. Absolutely. And, and so was Atchison. And they formed formed these uh, crews, these pop, these these militias that would go into Kansas and torture people, kill them, uh, burn down houses, uh, you know, kill women and children indiscriminately, uh, vote fraud, all kinds of things like that, trying to make Kansas a slave state. Jeez. To no avail, eventually Kansas came in in 1861 as, as a free state. But this is he was he formed a, one of these militias and went and did that kind of stuff. And then when the Civil War started, he became a brigadier general for the Confederacy. Yeah. So, so he was a douchebag. Footnote: He also graduated from Transylvania University. True thing still exists <laughs> from Lexington in Lexington, Kentucky, what? which I believe makes him a vampire. Wow! Yeah, like. There, it still exists. From an accredited university, Absolutely. I'm a vampire. Yeah, there's a Why? Transylvania. Where, where are they take the name Transylvania from? I'm assuming Transylvania. That's it's weird. In well, what's I now know, Romania. That is such a weird it is naming weird. trend for me <laughs> I America. think it, it goes way back like the early 19th century. So I, so I don't think it, this is way before vampire, before Dracula. So. Yeah. You never know. But still, it is weird, though. Yeah. By the way, there are other quasi-presidents. This is not the only claim. Before the U.S. Constitution was ratified in 1789, 
or 87, 87, 87, 89, whatever. Uh, one of those two years. Uh, there was, I think, there, there was a, um, after the war, I think 89, the war was won in 1781, right? And and that the British were effectively out. For eight years, there was no president and Congress like we think of it at all. The country well, was basically a, yeah. a truly a, just a confederacy of sovereign states. And a- almost everything was done at the state level. There was a thing, though, called... The articles. The, no, it was called. Yeah, it was under the Articles of Confederation, but the body was called the. God damn it! It was called the Congress of the Confederation, and it had a president. And there were eight of these because there's one per year prior to the Constitution and George Washington taking over as the first what we think of as president. So in a sense, we had eight presidents, quote unquote, prior before George, to George, to George Washington. Washington. Mm-hmm. And what year did George Washington become 89. president? Well, yeah. Elected in 88, officially took over in March of 1789. Oh, okay. So we have eight presidents. Some of them, by the way, that makes John Hansen the first president. He was the first oh. of this body. So John Hansen was the first president. So suck yes. at George Washington. Probably my ancestor. Yeah, I was about to say, so. we could be related to him. <laughs> Not you, but me and mom. <laughs> You've got tuberculosis just like all the people in this story. I have a, I have a died touch died of from. consumption. Yeah. The, uh, by the way, the rest of those guys, after John Hansen, were... were um, Elias Boutineau, Boutineau, <laughs> Boutineau, I'm sorry, Thomas Mifflin, Richard Henry Lee, John Hancock, yes, the John Hancock of the novelty large signature, oh, wow. yeah. Nathaniel Gorham, Arthur St. Clair, and yeah. Cyrus Griffin. Oh. I want this to be true just so we had a president, Cyrus Griffin, or <laughs> yeah. President Boudinot, and a president, President Arthur St. Clair. Or That's even a great name. That John Hancock was the yeah. president potentially yep. for a while. For a little bit. Nothing. Are you, just are saying you still excited hey. about John Hansen, your, your no. forebear, who's the real first president? You're, well, yeah, there's that. But also, um, <laughs> you know, it, I'm sure we all learned this in school, but... This is easily forgotten. We're very talking easily about forgotten. It, it is. Ev- everybody just assumes, oh, 1776. Wait, this Yes. Well, no, maybe, no. It George is Washington. weird. Yeah. It is weird that there was this interregnum. Oh, of, yeah. No, we think, oh, President yeah. Norris. No, that took... A, a while. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't that. It was it was really legitimately I thought you're states about doing their own thing. Pretty much everything was occurred at the state level. And they, they realized that's not going to work. <sighs> yeah. We have to have a national body. And that's why they had the Constitution. And All right. Had, Civil War, bitches. Uh, undoubtedly, if that had gone on, we there'd be probably three or four countries in the United States right now. Anyway, it also... Uh, and Hillary Clinton, by the way, would she really have been the first female, female president? Has she won? <gasps> Perhaps not. President Woodrow Wilson uh, had a stroke in 1919. Uh, he was serving uh, as the yeah. president. It turned out it was a really bad stroke. Yeah. Much, much, much worse than people thought. Yeah. He was paralyzed and blind on the left side of his body. His wife, Edith Wilson, and I think also his chief of staff, they kept secret the severity of this disability. They told no one. They, they, they said, no, he's not imagine. bad. He's just resting. Yeah. But he was actually out of it. In modern times, that undoubtedly would have led to a 25th Amendment kind of situation yeah, where he was right. incapacitated and, was and the vice president and the cabinet could have said, no, you have to leave. But the, but this is before the 25th Amendment. Okay, yeah. And so he just refused to resign. And so what happened is that Edith and the Secretary of State, and very often just Edith, would take in bills and things like that from Congress into the president's sickbed, into his bedroom, yeah. and come out with things signed or vetoed or not signed or whatever. Heck yes. And I could do that if you're ever president. <clears throat> that yeah. is exactly how it would go <laughs> if dad were president. <laughs> Stroke uh, or not. <laughs> wow, that's not, that's not very nice. Are you arguing? 
Maybe. No. Uh, she could definitely forge my signature. I'm gonna assume I'm gonna assume Edith yeah. wasn't very good at forging Woodrow's signature. Besides, what would his signature be? It'd be just chicken well, scrap because yeah, then, exactly. Too yeah. soon. So effectively, no, some people think <laughs> that for like a year plus, she was effectively a president of the United States. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much the I'm rest down of his for that. term. He was a puppet. Dick Cheney Ew. was yeah. acting president a couple of times for a few hours in 2002 and 2007 because George W. Bush was put under anesthesia. And this time they actually did some kind of a proclamation. Not a, I don't know what it was. They signed something. Yeah. He was effectively yeah. acting president for these two yeah. periods. One of the times, by the way, was so George could have a colonoscopy. Oh. So, Is it necessary? Feel you, George. He might have a family history of polyps. Maybe so. I'm assuming during these little periods that Dick Cheney plotted ways to invade other countries with oil <laughs> and maybe even shoot frenemies in the face. Mm-hmm. And just make money off it all the while. The kind of guy well, shouldn't that happen in every president's term? Yeah. Like every if president un- anesthesia. is old yeah. enough so that, to need yeah. a colonoscopy. Or, or, or just George H.W. Bush when Ronald Reagan was in surgery. Yeah. When he was shot in 1981, oh, yeah. was he... I presume yeah. he was. So there's been they lots of acting just presidents, didn't do yeah. that, potentially. But the formality. Having Cheney as active president yeah. is particularly scary. Yes, it is. So should we fact check this, actually? Because was David Rice Atchison really the president for a day? Oh, you going to sweep the rug out. Here's the what? short answer. No. Okay, yeah. He because... was not. And vir- virtually unanimous scholarly opinion agrees he absolutely was not president of the United States and we shouldn't count him was. Good. I'll tell you why. His term as a senator and therefore a Senate pre- president pro tem also ended at noon, March 4, oh. 1849. So technically, so he was not a senator yet because the, the new yeah. Senate had not been impaneled. So it's just like Polk. And in the former, you know, you're out. You were no longer a senator. You weren't president pro tem. He had just been reelected, yes, but the new Senate, Senate, um, was not in panel and he was so again no longer senate president pro tem until the next day march 5th too late and, and, and in fact the new secretary of state is who brought that new senate to order because oh. they recognized there was not a yeah. sitting senate president pro tem so, so yep theoretically so theoretically we had a day with no president Kind of. In reality, if something yeah. if something major had happened, then uh-huh. Zachary yes. Taylor probably would have decided to let, show up. <laughs> let let I'll, I'll let me get to that. Yeah. Oh. Technically, it does it does not say anywhere in the Constitution that a new president has to take the oath of office to be the president of the United States. Yeah. You, you know, it's, it, it's in the Constitution. The oath is in the Constitution. Yeah. But it doesn't say you're not president if you don't do it right away. I see. So it just says okay. that you must faithfully execute the duties of being president. Yeah. So you can skip a day and still be president. Taylor, in effect, days. then, he took a holiday on his first day on the job. Okay. That's what it basically yeah. boils down to. So or yes. if you're Trump, you take yeah. hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Zachary Taylor went to Mar-a-Lago yeah. and golfed on his first day and then I went to church and then came back. Yeah. So he was president. Yeah. He just didn't didn't hadn't technically taken his oath and been inaugurated yet, but he because actually was president. He was also, in church. Another uh take against the trivia crack using that is I mean, did we num? You know how we number our presidents? Yes. Yeah, that guy's not numbered. No, not at all. That's just a tech- so. people with making this argument would say he should be. That's just a technicality. I mean, the, the reasons yeah. I'm giving are leg- actual reasons, not uh, just sort of. I think that's legit. it's not. <laughs> if you don't have a number, you're not a president. <laughs> okay. If you are not on the .gov website with that cute little banner behind you, you ain't shit, bitch. Or, or on the president's placemat. 
Yes, yes, that one. Or in the presidential trading cards that I and my mm. brother collected as a child because we were weird. Nerd. Or in that song that some weird kindergartners learn because they're weird. They learn a song about the president? Yeah. Really? In order because they're Washington weird. Washington and Adams and Jefferson. Oh, yeah. That's all Madison I know. Well, there's Monroe. the state's capital. There's the capitals mm. and the states. And the... Did not know that. There's songs for yeah. everything. One more Minimum tick, as Carrie says so eloquently, against yeah. him being president, though, <laughs> was... David Rice Atchison also never took the oath of office to That's be president right. of the United States because he, well, because he wasn't. So he, you know, he knew. I mean, so if, if the argument is that, that is that shit. Taylor wasn't president because he didn't take the oath, then the same applies for Atchison. Right. So there's really, there's no, it's, it's an open and shut case. There's no question. Like I said, every scholar agrees he was not president. So trivia, trivia crack. crack you owe me 17 bucks and stop Blue. having stupid wrong answers on your goddamn <laughs> yeah because there are a shitload of them how long would Fucking it take fact check jesus not that long and they say that 85 percent of people have to you know whatever upvote it to for a, a question to be on i'm gonna call bullshit who's or, up voting or whoever is voting <laughs> on these things are equally as stupid know, as the yeah. asshole who wrote that question because it's not true so, goddamn, I hate you. Google, just Google for <laughs> yeah. fucking forty-five yeah. seconds. You'll Google, got yeah. it. You, if you Google David Rice Atchison, it's a short article, and it would say at the end, it'd say, "All scholars call bullshit on this." Yeah, and then you'd go, "Oh, I guess I shouldn't write that uh, answer. Mm-hmm. Maybe I shouldn't write, write questions of things I don't know about because I'm an idiot, and I shouldn't write questions for trivia crack." You dumb fuck. Hey, who are you? Wrote that question. I, 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 I want you to know you are a worthless human being. <laughs> And well, not only should you not well, write question for Trio Kaki, why did you think just oh. die? Too far? Too soon? Too yes. much? Yes. Okay. Maybe not. Also, they ain't here in this. <laughs> they might be. I hope they are. I hope they know who they know who they are. So that's the story of the one day president. It's really not a one day president, but it is an interesting little quirk of US history. Yeah. Yes, it is. We I'm glad he too. wasn't president. Me too. He, he was, was an asshole. Although he, he wouldn't have been the first slave owner. That's true. President. But that you don't need no more. But he was kind of the dickiest one. We had one. we never had a president who later went on to be a Confederate general. I'm quickly that's, thinking back if we did. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. No, pretty sure not. So that's it. Well, thanks, Dean. Thank you for this. Thanks for listening to this weird bit. Come visit us on weirdworldpodcast.com. Yeah. Word World Podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook and Word World Pod on Twitter. Thanks. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Yeah.